What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. The Fatherhood Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. This episode of the Fatherhood's Podcast is brought to you by Fly Dad, where fatherhood stays fly. Check us out at flydadgear.com. How how we keep swapping out people on, on fatherhoods. I know, bro. <laughs> Shout out KGBs. Can't Jesus, make it today, Christmas. But, but here it's, it's like it's like we all sub in for each other. <laughs> so yeah. it's not like a three-man group no more. It's like, yeah, I'll slide in, whatever. We go and we each go through our like our seasons of like, oh, all of a sudden it's hard for me to get on. Yo, real life is real life is real, B. Real life is real, B. <laughs> so that was prophetic. You like that? It was, it was. Hey, yo. Um, so yeah, man. Like uh I haven't got I haven't caught up yet with the last episode. Shout out to Danny. Gamer tag radio god free uh for joining us. I heard heard some good stuff. He, you know, I, I did see like a quick clip mm-hmm. of the video, just like saw it. I didn't hear it. And yo, his setup is nice, bro. He got lighting in his joint. Yeah, I mean, he's like, he's a lifelong professional he's a podcaster. Of, he's a hall of fame podcaster. That's yeah. what we aspire to be one day. But <laughs> right. Yeah, that's man. pretty yeah. Shout out to Godfrey. Um yeah, that was dope. You know, he's not a father, but he's father adjacent. He yeah. he's he's putting out children's books now. He he's like he mentioned he has a lot of uh nephews and nieces that he's been involved in their lives, and then you know, he's hoping to be a father in the very, very near future with him and his wife. Like I tell everybody, yo, practice B. You gotta put it in three times a for three times a day. Stupid. The practice put that in, but also oh. you know, other things. Yeah, oh, Queen Elizabeth II passed away today. Yo, and didn't Is she that... just give the blessing to the new prime minister? I uh, yeah, I think that's right. Ninety six years young. Yo, yeah, yeah. So we're so we're recording this on a uh, Thursday, September eighth in the evening. Wow, Drain, I mean, I'm I'm not laughing at that she passed, guys. I'm laughing that. My boy Drain just texted me about it. He's British and he just said some funny shit. Is he is he like well we'll talk about it, talk to him about it, but uh yeah. Yeah. Wow. I guess I, I definitely condolences, man. I know how big a symbol the royal family is, not just in the UK, but globally. Like it's a tough one. Yeah, man. And you know what? To me, it's a symbol of a of an old world and an aging world and an evolving world. And it's, it's crazy. And I don't know how you feel, but like, I don't mind some of those old symbols, custom symbols. Yeah. I don't mind them. You know, like I get, I understand the, the, the troubled past, the fucked up pasts and a lot of these things, but I don't know. There's something kind of cool about tradition and, and, and these, like the fact that there was still a, you know, there's still a queen and there's still a, a monarchy as Weird as the history, not weird, as terrible as the history goes with that, um, it's still kind of cool that something that has st- stayed so long, you know, and there's a there's a tradition in that. Um, and I just think we were we're in a 
ever-evolving world that's changing so quickly now. Yeah. That those those things that have lasted, it's kind of like, you know, it's refreshing. Not refreshing, but it's a... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it's, uh, yeah. it's comforting. It's comforting, you know? And when, you know, these things start going away and, and I don't know, you know, maybe I'm just an old person now. I'm officially, <laughs> I'm officially old. Uh, and so... Yeah, condolences to them, and that's 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 crazy, man. And I don't know if you ever saw The Crown. I didn't know, but you mentioned that it was dope. I didn't watch the newer season. I think there's a newer season to it, but I watched the older one. And it, what's it, the? You know, it's pretty I dope. Mean, it, it, it's not about royalty, but um, what's that show that you told me to watch? I still haven't watched on Netflix. That is British. It's uh, about. Maybe I didn't like, tell you to watch Pinky Blinders. Nah, I saw that one. That was dope. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh. Uh, the one that Drake executive produces. Um, Did he? Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck, I can't think of the name. Uh, Something top, boy? Top boy? Top boy? Top, top boy? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it, that's a dope one, too. Um, I think a new season came out. I haven't been able to... Like, I tried to watch it. I couldn't get into it right away. Just, you know, now with the kids and all that. But right. it, it was a it was a, a show that was just in England, I believe. And... It was like super whatever. It came out and it didn't do well or something happened. Then Drake just saw it and he liked it because it has like the whole Caribbean influence and all this stuff. Right. And then him and I think Future might have gotten involved in it. As oh, well. wow. I believe there's somebody else. I don't know if it's Future, but another artist got on board with it along with Drake and they revitalized it for Netflix. And it and it did. It killed on Netflix. And then they have another season on Netflix. Yeah, I got, I got to put... Get into that one real quick before we we don't do this normally. We should do this more often. So I'll, I'll try to take the reins on this one. But like um, we get hit up a lot on social media from yeah. different folks listening, checking us more. I, I think more so than the engagement that we get on posts that we put up, which whatever social media is kind of passive sometimes. But um, uh, last week when I wasn't on, I, I got hit up through the fatherhoods. Um, IG, by the way, at Fatherhood's Pod. Make sure you, you follow us. Mm. Uh, by a gentleman named, he goes by Papa Bake on, on IG. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, what's up? Where, where were you? Like, why did you show up? Like, I guess he missed me. Yeah. So uh, shout out to Papa Bake. And I think actually he's in England, if I'm not mistaken. So we got, got the international listenership heavy checking for us and making sure that they get their laughs on because a lot of people do comment that they they find us funny. So it's good stuff. Even, Funny or, or, or informative shit? Uh, I, 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 maybe uh, both. A little bit but, of both. But they know. laugh at us. You know, our circumstances sometimes make them laugh. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like it's all of our circumstances. Uh, talking about circumstances real quick, though. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm glad you didn't go down like the circumcision path because you know how you do. No, but I already, that already happened and it didn't happen. <laughs> Yo, talking about now you got me on that. Ah, one. shit, yo, I fucked my, up. My my son is a yo. Did your did your boys like touch themselves a lot when they were little? Well, I have one boy. Unless you're referring, oh, sorry, to sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm thinking um, of KK too. With yeah, he's on. Uh, did they touch themselves? You mean like in general or like after? No, because you're someone's just like a, you know they're 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 little kids. Like they they're like oh they got something external sticking out of them. And do they, did they touch it? I mean, th- he explored it. Yeah, like I mean, I constantly, I guess, is exploring it, like paying attention. Now he's at the stage of like, yo, did I get some pubes? Like he's looking 
forwards. That's like, different, bro. I'm t- yo, can you go back to what I'm fondling? You mean like effectively fondling himself? Not of? jerking off, bro. But I no, mean, just, no, just no, touching, no. yeah, just touching. Yeah. Like, oh, what is it? Like almost like a, like a, like it's a tick. Like you, you know, like oh, there's something there, and you just mess with it. You know, like every time I, I change my son's diaper, he just goes straight forward and he starts pulling on it, and I'm like, bro, that doesn't hurt you, man. And maybe early, like early, like before one, that that stuff. Before one, you said? Before age one, like in the months. Of course, Uh, it's not going to be my age because nothing that my kids do that your kids do or any of I think my kids are (laughs) abnormal. I have to ask I have to ask my wife. My memory is terrible too. So she might come back and be like, nah, don't you remember X? So I'll find out, but I can't recall. Yo, my son now, he's been doing this thing where, you know, he fights diaper changes, but, and then he does like this like thing where he'll flip himself around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, so. He starts. He flips himself around. And he starts humping. Hey, <laughs> I don't know that he is. He, you why know, he's but it's just it's kind of funny, you know. And then I'll be like, "What are you doing?" Like with a playful like sound in my voice, and he just starts laughing, you know, like giggling, <laughs> and he's like humping the, the changing table. You know what's interesting about your reaction, which I think is a really positive one, is you you were you treated it like the innocent thing that it like you know that for it is, sure right? for sure and so. I find myself and my wife, we get caught up in the the perverted world that we are a part of and that we contribute to with our f- twisted minds. And we react negatively toward things that we know are innocent or, or we can f- safely assume are innocent with our kids or right? when they do something like if they were, you know, maybe not now, but at that age, turn around and hump the thing like, come on, like he's just like being silly, trying not to get his diaper changed. But it's cool. Like, do you find yourself conflicted at all? Or is that just your natural reaction? It's my, I think that I, I'm a little bit more like, like less, uh, what's the word? I'm, I'm I'm lost for words today. But (laughs) when it comes to, I I don't know if it's, it's a guy thing. Like when it comes to my son, I'm like, it's like, everything is funny to me with my daughter. I'm more worried about. Uh, Also, if it's between them, like if, like, you know, I'll get mad at him. If, if he if he like you know grabs her a certain way or whatever but he, i know it's innocent i know he doesn't know what he's doing she doesn't right. know what, like they don't know what they're doing they're not doing anything purposefully but i'm hypersensitive to that like uh, you guys don't don't touch there that's private parts nobody touches there that doesn't happen you know yeah even if they like like they'll go to give each other a kiss for you know good night and if one moves and they and they pop kiss in the mouth i'm like i'm i'm quick to be like don't do that you know but my girl's like, nah, man, like, you know, like I'm, families kiss on the mouth. Like maybe we don't, but families do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm like, nah, I ain't with that. Yo, I'm I'm the same when it comes to the kissing thing. Like, and I see it all the time. And like people kissing their kids on the list. And my wife's also the same. And I, I didn't realize, like, I, I think like Puerto Rican families that I'm familiar with, it's not an issue for them typically. But I didn't realize that about Cuban families. This might be like a trend too, because I I think Dominican families generally what, they, speaking, Cubans do it. They they don't. No, they no, they not don't. not with it. Um, and Dominicans also. So like it's interesting to me because I do feel weird about it, and it like and we've accustomed our kids not to do that either. So like now right. it's the thing. But like, is it like if you boil it down, like is it really that crazy? I, I think it is. I think it, I mean, for me personally, this is my opinion. Yeah. Not trying to impose it on anybody. I think it's weird because it's not weird when they're kids. 
But if it's something that they get used to doing as they get older, it gets weird. Mm-hmm. So might as well just not do it. Okay. You know, like I want my my daughter and my son to kiss me on the cheek when they're in their 50s, if possible. You know, if I'm alive. But imagine if we've been kissing on the mouth the whole time and they've been kissing on the mouth and now they're adults and everybody's kissing on the mouth. <laughs> like, like at some point, obviously that's not going to happen because at some point in their teenage or preteens, you'll be like, hey, guys, you got to stop that thing you've been doing your whole you know young life like why even go that route like just yeah, don't yeah. do it <laughs> and also it's it's more transfer of germs so if, if one's sick or whatever it's easier to transfer germs that way you know like just no bro kiss on the cheek kiss on the forehead kiss on my arm kiss on my hand don't kiss on the mouth <laughs> wait hold on i sidetracked this when i the whole circum circumcision thing <laughs> you were saying circumstances let's get back to to what you were thinking about no, I want to, yo, and and I don't know if you have anything that you want to bring up, but my my daughter, man, she's, yo, she's been getting crazy, man. Like what? Because I, I have. Something... I wonder if it's bad to tell your kids, yo, you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, up until I I worked with a dude pretty closely for a few months, and when I found out that he was bipolar, what brothel is this? Uh, it's the one down the street. <laughs> Uh, when when he confided in me and told me that he was bipolar and okay. like explained to me I, I i haven't met anyone that i knowingly know has it right so he was willing to like break it down and what he goes through how he manages his life the things that occur that kind of create the imbalances for him professionally and all this stuff and i had a new respect for the word crazy from that moment. So when you ask, like, is it is it foul to call your kids crazy? After he broke it down to me, like I've been really cautious about using the word because it's it's a label that people like him are, are given, unfortunately. And and there's so much complexity involved with it that the word just feels super derogatory, like the N-word or any other word, after I was able to understand his world. Right. But remember, I ha- Everything for me in my world is crazy. It's crazy. No, no, no. I know it is. It, and, it, and it's me taking from real life feelings and, 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 and personal, you know, Trombos biological and... chemical imbalances where, I mean, whatever, maybe I was at some point, maybe I still am. I don't know. Point is, is that to me, that word does, you know, I, I, I took away its power in, in terms of it being something bad right. and try to make it something positive. So to me, the word is whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I don't think it's foul. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I, obviously, I, don't I do think it because I've been I'm bringing it oh, up. Right. Because, but I'll be like, girl, you like my my girl will even say to to my daughter, girl, you crazy, like because she does crazy shit. But it's very common. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying personally, like that that made my awareness kind of peak when I had those conversations. But go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just feel like, do we are we raising hypersensitive kids? Yes. Where you, where you can't, you know, every now everything is wrong. Everything is wrong. Everything is taboo. Everything is wrong. Everything you do is going to affect them for the rest of their. Obviously, everything you do is going to affect them for the rest of their lives. But damn, man, to to like micromanage every single thing you say, do, act like, I don't know, man. I don't know if that's right either. And and that's why, like, right now they're saying that. These generate this generation now is so hypersensitive to everything to the point where they're hypersensitive, like they're mad at people using, let's say, terminologies or words to describe 
what's wrong with the world, but they're just mad that the person even using the words to start with. Mm. Like, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I heard about a, a there was a guy giving a speech at a university or something or a professor. And he was talking about I don't know if he was talking about racism or if he was talking about something, but he had to use terms to, to discuss the issue. The right. terms that are that are used that are wrong. Okay. He was fired because the students protested that the dude was using the words in the speech. Nah. That's that's like me, like we're discussing the N-word, right? And we're talking about the history of the N-word. You bound to use the say the whole word, right? Or to explain the history of and all this stuff. And like so basically that to to kind of bring it back to your example, like stuff like that got him fired. Yeah. That's fine. And, and that's happening supposedly around college campuses and university campuses across the country. And it's happening, you know, the, with media. And and then also what's being kind of analyzed is that there's a a minority of people with very loud voices. Obviously, social media has amplified people's yeah. loud voices. So they seem like they are an entire group. That right. they represent an entire group of people. Right. But uh, but yeah, it, it's 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 crazy. And so I'm afraid that we are also, you know, kind of growing up like times are changing and you don't want to feel left behind or that you're you're dragging this these old things that that probably aren't aren't healthy or aren't correct. So you want to kind of not be politically correct, but you don't want to be completely incorrect. You want to raise kids right for the generation that they're from. But maybe we're we're also like contributing to this hypersensitivity where we can't say, kid, you're crazy. And that doesn't really mean anything because, oh, shit, you just fucked them up. And now they got to go to psychologist next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a real serious like concern because it's like. I mean, we know the, the term helicopter parenting, so I, I kind of relate it when it comes to this stuff where th- th- I think there's two main problems here. One, the. over correctedness that we're trying to comply with in certain cases and then us as parents trying to keep up with the rapidly changing world and what is correct and what isn't right Right. those are the kind of the two worlds that we're we're trying to play the middle for and i think there is a lot of truth to what you're saying though because like you nitpick at every little thing in your kid's life because you're trying to lean as correct as possible for whatever reason, that's going to create some sort of trauma and some sort of like issue that's going to take away from them living their lives as relatively normal kids. Right. Because everything now is like under a microscope. And so I think that probably does more harm than you trying to just really pick on the really important things that you know are going to really make an impact on an adverse impact and then just let them kind of figure the rest of it out. Is, but I never really thought about it until you just said it. Like, you're right. Like, that's we're playing this fucking microscopic, like, game that right. can't lead to anything substantially good. Like, at the end. I'll give you another example. It's not wordplay or anything like that, but it's it's just like environment. So my my kids, my daughter specifically, because she's more aware, obviously, um, she, you know, they my girl would bring her to the office when we're podcasting. Sometimes here at the office, we do a couple of different podcasts, not drink champs, but other podcasts. Yeah. And 
she, you know, she's kind of a, she's grown fond of like coming by. Like she, like she looks forward to it. Like, Oh, I want to see your friends. Oh, you're free. like, if she comes to the office, like she came the other day cause she's sick right now. So she hasn't gone to school she, and she got dropped off here at the office and she was sad that there was nobody here. It was just me. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, she likes to hang out. There's an energy to that. Right. So, you know, we're potting, like she'll be here and we'll, we're doing a podcast, you know, maybe a couple of us are having a couple beers, you know, nothing crazy. But we're all, you know, clowning and joking. And, you know, and, and I love she'll come into the into the podcast room and she'll sit on my lap and then, then I'm there talking. And, you know, we're, we're we're snapping on each other. We're clowning and all this crazy stuff. And she's there and it's real loud and crazy. And I've thought to myself, well, is that a good environment to her be around? Now, it's not negative. There's nothing negative about it. I mean, unless you want to nitpick that we're having a couple beers or you might slip and say a couple curse words or whatever. But definitely. Like- no, no. Definitely saying curse words. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I've always, you know, I, I've been of, of the of the mind frame of you should be able to speak freely around your kids, and you need to teach them what they can and cannot say until a certain age. But whatever. Yeah. But I try not to necessarily go out of my way to curse crazy in front of my yeah. kids. But she's there, and then I, you know, I've, I've, I, I grappled with the idea: is this the wrong environment for her to be around? But then part of me is like, man, this might be something that's like a cool memory for her. That, you know, like like you hear someone say, yeah, I was raised around my dad. You know, my family had a a, a family bar or a restaurant or or, you know, whatever, you know, like they had a social club and we used to hang out there and all the older people used to do this. And they, you know, and I and and I have fond memories of that growing up. And that's what I think is that the impact of that. I don't think of it as negative. I think it was positive. Yeah. Just like my my goddaughters, which is kind of like a case study for this. They used to go around my other office, which this is a different time period in, 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 in my evolution. You know, I was a little younger, a little more crazier. Not to say there was anything was happening when they were there, but they were coming to this this more crude studio environment. The Miami mixtape king era. And um, and they would come and, you know, I would let them jump on the turntables and 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 they called it, you know, and, and as they got older, they would always say they called it music work. They would be like, oh, we want to go to to to. <laughs> yeah. to you know Eric's music work and and our Godfather's music work and and that's what they were called because also it, it was Paul's kids so he would come and, and be in the studio yeah and and they now that I talk to them as adults they have fond memories they don't have like specific memories but they have fond memories of going to the music work yeah and I, I think it's a positive thing not a negative thing you know what's fucked up about what you just experienced or what you just told me you experienced with your daughter is that you're questioning it. Yeah, because we're living in a new world where everything you do, if it's not like squeaky clean, perfect, it's it seems like it's wrong or or later on in life, that's going to become, oh, that oh, you did that. Oh, you're you're canceled. Oh, you did. You said that you did that. You you know, like like rather than say, well, maybe that was wrong, but it wasn't like that wasn't the intention. Right. Right. And and I think that that's the key. Right. Like. I think intention plays such a huge role in any ac- action we do. It may come out, it may it may translate the wrong way sometimes. Right. But when you know that your intention is to include your daughter in, you know, your your extended family, which are you you know, your lifelong friends and all that kind of stuff and just the vibe you know is a a healthy one. Right. I don't see anything wrong with it. Like I I I mean, we're both, I think, products of similar situations when it comes to stuff like that. Like we think about and I can't think of one off the top of my head, but you can go back in time and think about circumstances you were 
involved in as a kid, not knowing what the fuck is going on, but you're there. Your mom is there. And you guys are probably, I don't know, it's like at a bingo hall for, you know, lack of a better example. Everybody's smoking like a chimney because back in the day it was very common. Right. Today you look at that and you're like, you crazy? What? Right. Cancer sticks flying everywhere. But like that shit was fun. Right. You know what I mean? So like it really is intention based and like where the world is kind of just, you got to, that context needs to be layered in. But I would highly recommend you keep doing that shit because your daughter, your daughter. Like just, you just to be clear, I'm not taking my, sorry, but just to be clear, I'm not taking my kids to drink champs. That, no, to, no, but, but that to me That's a different, is, yeah. is not a proper environment for young kids. Right. Um, for me, at least for me, there's some people that have brought that their kids okay. came in and out. No, no, no. They didn't stay, but they were in and out. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, for me, that's not the proper environment for kids. But uh, sorry, that's a good job. No, I was going to say that like, clear. Yeah. And, and I think people got to understand also, like there's there's thresholds for stuff. Right. So like you just you made a very good distinction, like drink champs, not the level that you would like to have your kids involved in. But uh, y- your homies at the office kicking it, reminiscing, that kind of thing, like usually pretty good. And. And I, I said this to somebody recently, like, I know that I change around my, the, the crew that I grew up with, mm-hmm. I change into my demeanor. Like, things come out of my mouth that you don't normally hear coming out of my right. mouth. My energy level is, like, really high. Right. Uh, I go back to being the kid that used to sit on the stoop in the Bronx when I was 14, 15 years old. Like, right. I, I go back to that. My kids notice that, and they enjoy it. They see, they it's like a, it's, it's almost like I come alive. Not that I'm boring old man, but like they see the the youthfulness in me, and they always love when my friends come over or we hang out because they see that vibrancy. But they've also created relationships with my friends that they appreciate and enjoy. So it does. Cre- I think it it creates a bigger, wider circle for my kid to experience life. All right. Yeah, that's that's the same here, man. Um, now. This leads me to the bigger question: Is like the do you do you and your wife do you think about this world now that we're living in, with all this political correctness, with all this like fear to 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 speak your mind, or or if you do, like you know you're gonna get attacked from one side or the other, like that 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 got that has me bummed for for my kids that are so young. Like what what world are they inheriting? It, it concerns us, um, but we can, I, I think, just compare myself to you and your situation. We can navigate it more stealthily than you can. Right. So for us, the, the monkey on our back isn't as significant. While we still have the same concerns, we can, ha- we can navigate it better, I think. There's a lot more hypersensitivity and focus because you are who you are that makes it more complicated in your world. So it's, it's, it's hard for me to like relate, you know, right. it's different. How do you guys look at it? I mean, no, I know the concern is there. The uh, same. No, no. I mean, I think they're too young to really think of these things. I'm always paying attention to, to see, to see if my, like my daughter's noticing the world around her and how she views the world, you know, um, but but I'm just concerned because they're so young. You just don't know what kind of world. I just feel like the world is transforming so quickly. Yeah. Um. 
it's just, you know, whatever. When you have kids, and for those that are parents and for those that aren't, you, this is what happens. You just get hyper-worried about the world. I mean, I do about, you know, the world that your kids are going to be in. And and I start to look at everything geopolitically and and all that stuff. And, and, and But whatever, that's my problem. <laughs> and, and my problem, some, uh, kind of contrasting it to yours, is I look at things in more simplistic terms in the sense that I try to really focus and I encourage my kids to focus on the things that they can control, which right. I know has a level of ignorance attached to it. Right. So like you're, you're kind of like saying, oh, I'm going to turn off this stuff over here. Cause I don't think it's going to affect me, but in reality, it very well could. The other thing too is like, and this is something I think we share all three of us, you, me, and Kay, the work that we're doing to establish as solid a foundation in our kids' lives as we can, morally, ethically, empathetically, all these things that we hold as important in the foundation of a person are going to be, are going to pay tremendous dividends, I think, as they navigate life. It's not going to solve every problem, but you think about just like conflict in general, small scale, large scale. It's typically two people disagreeing on something that blows out of proportion How, you know, to whatever degree. And so if there's a way for somebody to really like take a step back and like, yo, all right, let's talk through this. Like, let's understand. Seek understanding. If we can do that, a lot of this shit, not all of it, but a lot of it gets resolved in a more amicable way. Even if it's like, I don't fuck with you. But that's okay. Nobody got, not everybody got to fuck with us. You know what I mean? So like, right. I think, I think those things that you can control, how you're raising your kids, will ultimately lead to a, a, a better balance when they get to whatever this world is going to look like in a few years. I, I agree with you that kind of like uh, just kind of phasing out or, or not paying attention to certain things and just concentrating on what you can control is the better outlook. For me, though, is that I actually enjoy like, you know, world news and I enjoy, uh, you know, I don't want to say enjoy conflict, but I like to make myself aware of these things or, or kind of like watch these things because I, I, I know the historical context to a lot of this stuff and it's interesting to me. Um, but because I'm into it and I like it, I enjoy consuming this kind of information. It also, but it also plays into my fears for my kids. Like, I don't know if you know, like for right, like right now, you know, like we keep talking about like the Ukraine, all this stuff. Like yesterday I'm watching something and it's explaining how, China and Russia did these joint military exercises off the coast of Japan mm. and that there's these other islands that are contested between Russia and Japan. I heard about that a while ago. Yeah. And that now Russia, Russia controls those islands. And long story short, they did the show of force right off the coast of Japan mm. around, the, around <laughs> those islands. And it's China and Russia. Right. And China got their own like China's doing the shit with Taiwan. Right. Russia's doing the shit with Ukraine. They're basically saying fuck you to the Western world and what you know what you're gonna do about it. Which all this stuff, if you look at it in historical context, looks like it's gonna lead to a world war mm -hmm. at some point, especially with Taiwan, because we vowed this is out of Biden's mouth, we vowed to militarily defend Taiwan. What does this all mean if it all goes down? I don't care. Like, if it, if I'm a single man, 
I don't really. I'm I'm like, yo, this is dope, gung ho. Like, fuck right. yeah, let's go to the war. Movie. Let's do this shit, yo. Fucking Top Gun, you know? Ah, let's go. <laughs> um, but I got kids, and I'm <laughs> like, oh fuck, bro. Like, you know, we don't got a bunker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And even if we did have a bunker, who who the fuck wants to, you know, live through a, a nuclear war? You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, whatever, bro. It's just it, all these things, man. And and then you know, there's that. There's like I told you, there's the cancel culture. There's this. There's that. I just feel like. Obviously, these things have probably always existed in, in the world, but I think uh, we live in this this smaller world because of, of the internet. It is way smaller. And so it's a lot of information. Everybody has a say in this. Yeah. So you might have the same scholar who used to be the person that kind of had to say, but now you have them and the psychopaths and the, and the bipolars and the, this person and that person. Everybody's in there giving their say with no context to who or what they are in a very compelling fashion too which people gravitate toward no matter what absolutely you know play to your your fan base so basically we are fuck.com is what's popping off (laughs) (laughs) as per usual yo before we head out i I gotta share and i shared this on this in the text but it reminded me just us talking about you know your kid in the in the office watching you guys record a pod mm-hmm. um so the other night i fixed myself a drink and all my kids now know that a woodford old-fashioned is my go-to drink right because we go to restaurants i'll order it so they just like right so now that it's stuck in their head so i go i grab a glass i put ice in it and i'm heading to the liquor cabinet and before I take the first step toward the liquor cabinet, my six-year-old goes, yo, dad, when I'm 21, can I have a Woodford old-fashioned? <laughs> He's six, bro. And I'm like, yo, I'm fucking up. I'm fucking up as a father. <laughs> and then I'm like, sure, honey. When you're the six- fact that she said when I'm 21, I think I that's, that's on point. That, like, that's, that's a good thing. I know. So I was like, yo, let me not wild out. Like, whatever. It is what it is. But, and we've talked about it countless times in different scenarios. Like, there is a little bit of that guilt that I feel when I'm drinking around. Like, I've made it a point to never ask my kids to bring me a drink. Right? right. I'll ask them to bring me water, make me coffee, and they'll, they'll do that, and that's fine. But alcoholic beverage of any kind, I always tell them no, because I don't want them in the habit of being super up close and personal with it until it's time for them to organically explore it because their friends are or whatever. My 15 year old is approaching that. Like a lot of her friends are drinking already, which is, I mean, I guess normal given my own experience, but still kind of crazy. Yeah. But for lucky for me, she's always scared of stuff. So her friends will like send her, send her a picture of them throwing up. It's just like, oh, I don't want to feel that way. And like hearing like the hangover ter- horror stories. Right. So I'm, I'm hoping that stuff will keep all of them in check and they don't want to have to deal with that shit too early. I, I tell I tell my, well, not both of them. I, whenever we're like, if it's a beer and they look at it and they look like, oh, that looks refreshing. I want, <laughs> we, we call it the, it's a big people drink. Right. It's a big people's drink. And they're like, oh, okay. But they know that you don't touch big people drink. I I tell them that also though, just to keep it like uniform, um, and less guilty for me. I do that with, if it's a energy drink, yeah, something like that, or like a protein shake. I go, this is big people drink, right? 
Good. I hope that works out. Hope so. All right, bro. Next time, I was supposed to do it this time, or maybe even the last time. I gotta get into that we're living in the Matrix thing that I watched. Oh, how it, how it, what it, like what it means for like family dynamic. Okay, but that's that's a longer story for next time. And we should talk a little bit about the Transformer thing that I saw on your IG, which was pretty dope. You like that, right? That shit was dope. All right, till next time, my friend. Father who's out. Pizza. Not Pizza Gate. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child.